You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. Today we've got a special episode of the Mental Health Download. We're going to be airing some of the highlights from the Oklahoma Mental Health Day at the Capitol. And it was an amazing day. Um, So many wonderful connections were made. So many people felt empowered. So many people got to talk to their legislator and let them know that mental health matters. And mental health funding is imperative and must be a priority in our state. First up, you'll be hearing from the Commissioner of the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, Terry White. She's always a powerful speaker, and we appreciate everything she's doing to advocate on behalf of the people we know, love, and serve. Then you'll hear just a few of the highlights from uh, an event that was packed full of them. Okay, let's get started. The Mental Health Download at the Day at the Capitol starts now. that Oklahoma Minds Matter. It is, it is a beautiful day outside and it is an exciting, awesome day inside the state capitol today as we come together to celebrate prevention, treatment, recovery services across the state, those who deliver them, most of all those who have fought their way to recovery and are paving the way for the next person to have an easier path. Individuals, families, systems, businesses, education, community and government services are all things that are dependent on having a healthy brain. They need a healthy brain so they can function at their best. While there are so many important issues that face the state of Oklahoma, so many, I can't think of anything anything that's more important than the continued positive progress we are making in the areas of mental health and addiction in the state of Oklahoma. We still have a long way to go, but we're moving in the right direction. We're moving up the ladder in terms of how our system compares to other states, and we're progressing forward in terms of our suicide rates, our opioid overdose rates, and getting more investment out of services by ensuring that Oklahomans are receiving the right care, evidence-based services designed to create recovery. And every single one of you that is here today is vital to that progress. And I'm so glad you're here to celebrate and help our policymakers understand why Oklahoma Minds Matter. Oklahoma has found recovery and we're working to help others do the same. Professionals who are dedicated have dedicated their entire life to the betterment of our state by helping others. Families who are advocating for their loved ones and who are engaged in fighting to make sure they get the services they deserve. 
and communities who are sharing that experience and stepping up to say, we want this addressed across the state of Oklahoma and locally in our communities. All of this has made a profound impact on our state, on our system, and together we will reach the goals, but our work is far from done. You being here today is going to help us move forward even farther. By employing, employing creative approaches by all the hard work you do at the local level, we've developed innovative programs and initiatives that are addressing key concerns and needs for parents seeking services for their children and transitional age youth. Youth who don't know where to turn. We've developed mobile crisis response teams and initiatives that allow for real-time, real-time access to care in someone in their home anytime that that's appropriate so that they don't have to leave and be hospitalized. We're providing answers and starting the healing process right there with their family. This is particularly needed and effective to help in rural Oklahoma where sometimes services can be few and far between. These teams help provide mobile, on-site, face-to-face response within one hour of receiving a call in need. Our efforts to address the opioid crisis are just as amazing. We've seen a 30% decrease in overdose deaths in the state of Oklahoma, and we've been one of only 10 states to decrease in the last few years. We have a long way to go, a long way to go, because opioid, the opioid epidemic is unfortunately very real in our state, but we are making tremendous progress. In fact, we're one of the first states in the country to develop an actual statewide plan to attack and fight against the opioid crisis. The communities where services have been difficult to access have found ways to constructively utilize and create additional treatment options for both the community and the state. We've added treatment services in Tulsa, Ardmore, and other areas in terms of crisis beds. We've had reimbursement opportunities for providers that are actually based on outcomes and incentivizing the great work that happens and making sure people get to recovery. We've had incredible partnerships the last several years with medical schools, tribal nations, and other agencies and individuals. We are working so hard to change the fact that in Oklahoma, if you have mental illness or addiction, you might be more likely to end up in the back of a police car, the inside of a jail cell, or the inside of a prison cell. And that is changing because of you being here today. But still, there are far too many Oklahomans that are experiencing negative outcomes. When we only let one out of every three people who needs help into facilities, treatment centers, and providers who can provide help, that means we have a lot of families in Oklahoma who are hurting, who are struggling, who want to work, who want to do well, whose children want to graduate from high school, graduate from college, whose parents want to be employed, but we're not giving them the chance to have the healthy brain that they deserve. We must, we must absolutely accept that people first have to have access to services before recovery can become a reality. And it is our right to demand that that happens for every brain in the state of Oklahoma. Again, it's an incredibly exciting day at the Capitol. There was a time when mental health and substance abuse services was an afterthought for our state government. But that is no more. 
There was a time when the voice of hundreds of thousands of Oklahomans in need went unheard, but that is no more. You being here today is going to ensure that every person in this building in just a few minutes hears how important our minds are to Oklahoma and that our minds matter. Thank you so much for being here today. So there's Terry White for you, everybody. <laughs> Without fail, she is always one of the most compelling speakers that is around. She's just always, every time I hear her, I want to run out of the room and, and go change the world. So we're, it's always a pleasure to get to hear Commissioner White speak. Next up, we've got Representative Carol Bush, who is one of the most staunch mental health advocates in our state. She's doing amazing things. She has a huge heart for our cause. Um, and she gave a beautiful speech, and she actually got the chance to introduce Officer Tony First, who is a 15-year veteran of the Tulsa Police Department and a 20-year nationally registered paramedic who has specialized in tactical medicine since 1996. And he currently serves as team leader of the Tulsa Police Department's Special Operations Team Tactical EMS Unit. So he's a remarkable gentleman, and I just loved what he said. Thank you all for allowing me the time to come speak to you today and thank you for everything you all do within our communities and where you are on your journey to recovery and uh, the influences that you have not only within our communities but here at the Capitol. I thought I would update you a little bit on what's happened because sometimes it gets a little crazy here with over 3,000 bills that we hear every day. But we've had several bills that deal with um, uh, our first responders and allowing them to, without prescription, give the opiate antagonist to individuals, which is a really big step. That bill's made its way through the process, so I'm real happy that we got that done. House Bill 1181, which also has been, it's, I think it's been signed by the governor now, allows psychotropic meds to be administered to individuals while DOC custody, which was a huge step as well. We also have, um, it, we passed it yesterday out of the House, so it's on its way to the governor. It creates the Oklahoma Mental Health Loan Repayment Act. And what this does is provide educational loan repayment assistance for mental health or substance abuse treatment providers who provide treatment in shortage areas. And that is a huge step to encourage people to go into the field to help those that need it the most. And then one bill that I've, I've been working on for two years, which is House Bill 1022, it adds members to our ACES task force. And what this group is gonna do is make, is study and make recommendations to a statewide coordinated approach to preventing trauma in children. So it's known as our ACES bill, which is super important. And so that work continues to happen. And of course, now that today is deadline day, which means all these policy bills we're gonna be finished with, and guess what, we're on to the budget. Fortunately, we have, we have cash, and I know that there's 
monies, the requests are more than the monies we have, but the good news is we're not cutting and we will be adding, and I know that the mental health budget will get a huge approach. But today I'm real excited because as we talk about our first responders, I get to talk about a friend of mine from Tulsa. Prior to coming to work here at the Capitol, I was with the Crime Commission in Tulsa and ran, I was McGruff, the crime fighting dog, and also ran Crime Stoppers, which meant I worked hand in hand with our, our police department. And the person that I get to present award to today or talk about, we worked together on the bicycle patrol many, many years ago. And he is an outstanding member of our law enforcement community. And today I'm gonna to tell you a little bit about what he's done in the area that we are celebrating today. Tony First is a Tulsa police officer. He's part of the First Responders Grant, a movement to help people who are at risk of overdose or have overdosed as a result of the opiate epidemic. The Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse and the Tulsa Police have partnered to train agency staff and police officers to administer Narcan, which can take someone out of an overdose and give paramedics enough time to begin medical care to save the individual's life. Tony has been instrumental in the training of over 800 Tulsa police officers on how and when to administer the life-saving Narcan. Without him, this initiative never would have gotten off the ground. Countless lives will be saved due to the First Responders Program. Tony can be proud of the role he played in each life saved. It is my honor and privilege to introduce you Tony first. Thank you very much. I'm a, a little surprised I was not expecting this, so I'm, I'm trying to pull something out of the top of my head real quick, but real quick, thanks always have to go out with an award, so I need to thank my chain of command, uh, Police Chief Chuck Jordan, our training director, my, uh, Major Ryan Perkins, and my captain, uh, Captain Richard Lawson, for allowing me to do this, but what you guys need to know is it's not just Tulsa. I've been fortunate enough to train all over the department, so it's not just Tulsa officers who are trying to help. To date, we've been able to train over two, about 2,400 police officers, representing 250 agencies across the state. And we're also branching into Kansas, trying to help them uh, learn as well. So um, I'm very privileged to have the opportunity to help in this journey. The other thing I wanted to say is kind of a, a personal thing, so I wasn't really planning on saying this. In my 28 years on the streets, as both a paramedic and as a police officer, 13 of my coworkers have killed themselves. 13 paramedics, police officers, and firefighters have made that permanent decision to a temporary problem. And we always say to ourselves, I wish I would have seen it coming. Wish you would have known more. Wish you would have done something different. I had the rare, unique opportunity to be able to work closer with you folks than most police officers do. Most of the time, we're out in the streets. We're chasing bad guys and eating donuts. We're doing our thing. I have had the opportunity to kind of see the wheels that turn behind the scenes. And for those of you that are dedicating so much of your time and so much of your effort to try and help those who are considering that permanent solution to a temporary problem, thank you. Because I've lost a lot of friends because of that. And folks like you, maybe we can keep that number from going up. So rather than accepting your thanks, but I do, thank you for everything that you do. And for those of you who are battling the crisis yourself, thank you for staying in the fight. 
Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for listening to your family and friends. Thank you for continuing to push forward and not giving up. Just showing up is 90% of the game. And the rest of us will get to the rest of the way. So thank you all very much. I appreciate it. So we're going to close out our special episode of the Mental Health Download with a truly poignant speaker during the day at the Capitol presentation. Her name is Meredith Schaefer, and I, I won't give too much away of what she's about to talk about. Um, I'll just let you know that she's the CFO and CEO of STORM, Inc. So STORM stands for Strategic Treatment Options and Recovery Ministries. Okay, let's turn it over to Meredith. Good morning and welcome. This rally is amazing, isn't it? Woo! I am so privileged to stand up here because honestly, our story should have ended about five and a half years ago. My husband, Big George, who came up here and did the prayer, uh, five and a half years ago, I found him in our children's treehouse with a loaded shotgun, a half-drunk bottle of vodka, writing his goodbye notes. That's where our story was supposed to end, but here's the great thing. It didn't end there. That is where our story actually started. That's right. Our story, our journey into recovery started right there. We didn't know what to do. I did not have any experience with addiction or recovery. I didn't know what we were walking into. But I thank God for that treehouse moment because that treehouse is the same treehouse that launched the recovery ministry that we now get to run every single day. It's called STORM. It stands for Strategic Treatment Options and Recovery Ministries. And we meet people in their crisis point of addiction. We assess their situation and we figure out what is gonna be some of their options. What are the best options for their individual situation? We work with these great community partners that are here at these tables and we help make sure that they get the treatment they need. All the while, we are resourcing their family because we know in recovery that you can't get better unless the whole house is getting better. We can't send somebody who's been to treatment back to a sick house, right? So we have to get everybody healthy for full restoration to happen, and that is our ultimate goal. We want to see families restored. We want to see marriages restored. We want to see relationships with children restored. We want to see wreckage cleaned up. We want to help with every part of the recovery process that we can because we know that when we start stepping in to fill those gaps, that is where we start connecting with all these great people in recovery, and that's where we can actually make a difference. It is time for all of us to stand together. You know, there are enough people out there who still need our help. We are not competitors. We are co-creators in this recovery process, right? This rally proves that. This rally shows the world and the state of Oklahoma that we care enough about recovery to say, hey, stand up and listen. You need to hear our voices because we have something to say. Recovery is important. The process of getting treatment for mental health and addiction is important. We are all doing our part and we are gonna continue until there are no longer any people in addiction. So we know that there is still the one out there in addiction. We pray, we leave the light on, we continue to work hard in recovery and that is so important. We are all doing our individual parts. And let me just say from a family's perspective, thank you. Thank you for everything that you do on a daily basis for the people that need us. 
You have an important part to play in this recovery process, and for each of you to do your jobs is just working in part of the miracle. I just love that I get to be part of this community. It is, it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. I'm grateful for each one of you. I'm grateful for the jobs that you do day in and day out. Even when it's hard, even when we lose people, you continue to go out and go after the one. So from the bottom of my heart and from all of our employees at Storm, thank you so much for all you do. If we can answer any questions or be of service to you, please come see us at our table. We love each and every one of you. Thank you. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got a taste of what uh, the day at the Capitol uh, truly is like, and I hope you can come and attend next year's event. So with that, I'll leave you with these words. Go do good things.